Series Game Podcast for the week of December 7th. I know I'm late now. I've been pretty ill the last few days. That's why I've been rather quiet with the uploads and these things. And I almost made an episode, but of course, the illness immediately attacked my throat of all things. Now, I'm back 100 percent or at least as close to 100 percent to where I can talk and I don't feel like I uh, sound gross or anything like that. It was really did suck. It it was one of the um, it wasn't anything was like you had a hospital or anything, but it was kind of like a, a cold kind of kind of thing. But not I've had colds before. It wasn't really like that. So I'm not really sure what I had, to be honest with you, but uh, it's gone, thankfully, and I can have the show, and I was actually hoping for it to be gone before the Game Awards, because one, I wanted to talk about the Game Awards, of course, and two, I wanted the normal show prior to that to be just about the show, and then have a standalone Game Awards show, uh, because it's easier for you all to, of course, parse if you care about the Game Awards, you can go to that one. If you only want to hear about Game Awards, you can go to that one instead of going to the regular show where it's like knee deep into the show. And of course, then that makes it probably two hours at that point of me just going over both the news and the Game Awards show. So I felt like it was just easier for everyone if I just split them in half this year. And if you guys enjoy that, let me know. And we'll go from there. Now, I'm excited, of course, to be back as I miss this. This is the creative outlet I have. And this is pretty much the only thing I do have. So I like doing this as much as possible and hopefully in the new year maybe you'll get some more of me in some other places as well not so rapid fire of course is where we start the show every single week and i'm excited to start it this week because i've been gone for too long i think i think it was i think it's been a eight eight days late or something like that maybe a little less than that something like that but it was horrible and thank you for your patience of course Last of Us is getting a PS5 port with a new mode called No Return, which will be a roguelike game set in the Last of Us universe. As you play as a set of characters from throughout the Last of Us games, as you as- uh, assumably make your way through set pieces of the world looking to escape and or gather supplies. A new trailer is out right now, and they actually do have a full suite of everyone you can be of. You can play as Joel. I know everyone was really excited about that. You can play as Joel. I think you can play as his brother. I think you can play as Ellie. I think you can play as pretty much everyone that you would expect and of a couple surprises that i'm excited about i can't wait to play this game i believe it's january 29th i'm actually gonna get that date for you guys because i should know it last of us part two ps5 upgrade where is it january 19th nailed it now of course as a reminder if you have the ps4 version of the game it is only ten dollars to upgrade so 10 bucks, you do get the upgraded PS5 version and you get the new return mode, everything all at once, which is very nice. I feel like that immediately cancels out any complaining that we anyone would have. I never complained about Last of Us Part 1 being remastered. I wasn't going to complain about this one because I'll happily play them uh, simply because it's just that great of a game where if it comes out again, I will be playing it and trophies and all these things are always fun to get again. And again, you can't beat $10. If you have it now, it might be on sale. Pick it up now, PS4 version. Just pay 10 bucks extra to, to get the new version. Make sure to do that. And of course, if you, if you have a disc, you just insert that into your PS5. And it will prompt you to upgrade it in the store, I believe, for the $10. You just have to keep the disc in there. Embracer Group will be talking about them as always. And of course, they're laying off more people. As they crumble into a bat of dust. Uh, this, of course, is... Cro- uh, I always mess up the pronunciation of this. Chorus developer, Fish Labs. So, of course, the Fish Lab developed Chorus. I believe that was pretty popular, especially when it hit Game Pass. It got like kind of a second life. Uh, when it originally came out, it was like a... I believe it was like mech-based game, but in space, if I remember right. And you could transform into a ship, I believe. Uh, I only saw a little bit of the game, but I know a lot of people were looking forward for the next game. Well, around 50 people, according to VGC is where I found the story, uh, were affected by the layoffs. Sad to hear, of course, Embracer is uh, all but crumbling uh, before our eyes. We'll see how long they last. And uh, sticking with these people, as I said, we would. Free Radical will also be closing their doors uh, this year on December 11th. So we're losing an entire studio there. 
And of course, that is under play on. But of course, that's Embracer Group as well as their parent company inside of a parent company. And I don't really have much to say. I've, I've complained about them enough, I think. I don't think I have anything new to add. Uh, they're crumbling before eyes, unfortunately, as they bet big and lost big. I put this in the story because everyone's really hyping it up. Every You probably saw it on Twitter if you use Twitter, X, whatever you want to call that thing. As Xbox is teasing that something's going to be at the Game Awards, and then all of the, I would say, for lack of a better term, Xbox influencers or media personalities, whatever you want to call these people, your Jez Gordons, your, uh, I'm blanking on other people's names, but these these types, of course, are pretty much saying the leaker to me it's a little annoying but you know, I, I know it, it gets people hype where they're saying like oh i know some stuff that's gonna be at game boards and it's really cool and it's like you could just say that about any time we have no you know it's 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 just weird to say it uh because it's it very much comes across as like well i know something you don't and you're just kind of saying it so it's weird but look forward to the game awards if you are an xbox fan or just curious as it seems like there is big generation there. And of course, as of you listening to this, you probably have already watched the Game Awards. And of course, I will have that video live as soon as possible for you as me breaking down everything at the Game Awards. Bungie, we're going to be talking about them uh, during the main show. But I figured we quickly jump on the community backlash at a starter pack item that went live on digital marketplaces earlier last week. This pack contained a few exotic weapons in the game, along with some supplies that could be used to upgrade various items in the game, and they priced it at $15. Now, there was multiple things wrong with this uh, from both a outside point of view and a dedicated uh, Destiny player point of view. So I'll give you my point of view of a dedicated Destiny player, that this starter pack uh, is not a starter pack in really any sense, other than it gives you a few items of upgrades and they're not, you don't really get a lot of them. So what's the point? You could just get the same stuff in the season pass. Why is it called the starter pack? Because this is already very, very turned off to new players and returning players. So seeing a starter pack makes you think, oh, I'll get a boost towards something. You don't really get a boost. It's just like, if I remember right, it was like one or three. Sh sh you know, I'm not going to bore you with the items that you would get. But from a point of view of it being 15 bucks, you definitely didn't get enough. Uh, some exotic weapons that aren't very good. They're fine, but they're not good. Not enough to warrant paying money for them. And just all around, it was in a low point in everyone's thought process uh, or opinion of both Bungie, Upper Management, XYZ, and them releasing this. It was just like, you know, it, it feels like they aren't listening and aren't taking in the feedback that everyone's giving them. And they got the earful and they eventually took it down. I want to say a day later or two days later. So they did react to it, but it's still puzzling that they would release this at one fifteen bucks, which is more than the season pass, pretty much. Well, the season pass technically is twelve dollars, and although that's not how it works, but it's fine. I'm not gonna bore with that either. But it's twelve dollars, and you get like quadruple the amount of stuff you would get in in this fifteen dollar thing. I wouldn't have batted an eye if it was five bucks or something like that. That that's fine, but fifteen? You kidding me? That's crazy. That's a, that's a game, you know. That's a that's a smaller indie game, and you're pressing at fifteen dollars just for some exotic weapons. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Now let's, of course, talk about what have you been playing? Now this is, of course, a question to you at home, and of course, I'll be answering my version, and you let me know in the comments down below, or you can tweet at me at EVM a thousand. We can talk about what we have been playing. Now I've been playing quite a bit of things. Of course, a return to Destiny for the new dungeon, which was very good. It's funny that we're going to be really disparaging Bungie here, but they have released two of their best seasons and inside of them some very good seasonal activities and these things, and I'm going to be tearing them down a little bit. Uh, it, but it, in all retrospect, they're doing great in terms of delivering quality in these things, but we'll talk about that later. I've been playing a little bit of Destiny. Uh, Octopath Traveler 2, of course, has been started, and I've been enjoying that very very much i have up to four characters right now and i am moving up and around these areas the map getting to know the world i did play a little bit of one i got about halfway through the game and then of course it i don't remember if it lost my interest or something just else came out and i just 
completely forgot about the game, but I would like to one day return to it because I do want to see how the game ends. But with this one, I'm very, or at least having a lot of fun so far in the game. Again, early on, only about level 18, I want to say, my highest character. I started off with, uh, I believe his name is Hikari. I'm pretty sure that's correct. And that is the warrior. I felt like that the the synopsis that they gave for, for all the characters, I felt like it made more sense to start with him and then going to gather all your friends eventually and then, you know, working around the map. So I got four of the characters on the left side of the continents, and now I'll be moving across the sea to get the other four as well. And it's exactly what you think it is. You know, this is a JRPG game. You have jobs that you can uh, appoint to, of course, the job system, not literal jobs, if you are new to these types of games. Jobs as in, like, uh, Hikari would be would have the primary job of being a warrior, because that's his first job. And then you can have a secondary job that you can move them to that they would also start getting the skills of that class as well. So, for instance, I heard Hikari is a pretty good warrior and apothecary, so you can kind of have an all-in-one where he could heal if you needed to, but also be a warrior, and you get a big HP boost from that. Uh, I heard, um, I think, Cleric and Hunter or Merchant, something like that was really good. So there's, a, there's quite a bit of things that you can get into with this game. Very excited to continue playing it. It's going to be very long. I would be shocked if I beat it before the end of the year. That is the goal. I also wanted to go to Sea of Stars to try and finish that. And, of course, I have Avatar Frontiers of Pandora to play. And too many games to, to play before the end of the year. So we'll see what gets done when and at what time. Rumor Roundup, nothing, nothing here. I, I don't really have much. One, because... Weren't many rumors to really discuss, too. We have the Game Awards very, very close. So let's just wait on the rumors for this week. We're going to be going into a bigger, regular news week next week. I didn't say this in the beginning of the show. I should have. This is kind of like a catch-up to expect older stories. I do want to catch up just to give some thoughts on things that have happened, some updates in these things. So expect some news stories. Eh, that happened a while ago, but of course I have been out with a sickness. So I do want to still talk about some of these things, at least. So please give me some time to catch up with you. And of course, remember, this is a conversation with you and I. If you are at home or at work or something like that, remember Twitter or uh, the comments, anything. I reply to all of them. If you need proof, you can head over to uh, the incredibly successful interview I did with Nick Caldera, which he was very, very kind of him to Stop by for me to interview him as soon as he was fired from Escapist. Check those comments. Plenty of comments there. 20 plus, I believe. I answered all, uh, every single one. I'm about 100% positive I did. So if you don't believe me, there you go. I sat down and talked to each and every one of them. Very, all very, very nice people. Such So kind words for the interview. I want to thank everyone. If you are uh, one of the people who left one of those comments or if you're just someone who just enjoyed that interview and gave it a like, uh, that is the most successful single piece of content I've ever done, which is which is great. I'm glad it was with Nick as well, because he was so nice for coming on. And uh, he, he was so interesting to talk to. I wish I could bother him again to get him back onto the show. But I won't do that, of course, because uh, he's a very, very busy man now with this, with uh, I was about to say Escapist again. But of course, Second Wind uh, is is catapulted to a gigantic games network, and I can't be happier for them. So let's start the show for the week. Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer. I think I know we all know this is what the main show is going to be about, right? Grand Theft Auto 6, the giantess of this game and the trailer and discussing the ins and out of it. I won't be going piece by piece into the trailer just because I don't think we really need to. I think it will be much more pertinent to just discuss the game itself talk about some things that we've learned about it and give you my impressions right so of course grand theft auto 6 is a game that many have been looking forward to as this is a giant giant wait from gta 5 of course coming out and i want to say it was 2013 if i remember correctly and this would have this will make uh 12 years since the last game of course it's coming out 2025 which we learned through the trailers and there's a couple snippets we we learned about. One, of course, it's going to be in Vice City like the rumors did. Of course, this game leaked, so we do know a lot about the game prior to this. But it's still fun to learn from the official source. 
of what's real and what's not and what may have been exaggerating these things. Now, before we jump into anything, now, as a reminder, coming 2025, I want to say it was summer, right? And we're going to be talking about one very specific thing that people picked up on. That there are release dates in the press release for console versions, but not the PC versions, which I think many people are kind of up in arms about and upset. And uh, I think we know and can piece out why this may be. Now, if I'm remembering correctly, Rockstar has never been great on PC releases. I think they almost always come out semi-buggy messes. I don't recall a time where that hasn't happened. Red Dead 2, I remember having some issues at launch. Grand Theft Auto 5 was insane, I if I'm remembering correctly. And uh, these were all day-to-day releases, I believe. And of course, we're jumping to GTA 6, where they're probably going to ensure that, one, this thing is polished beyond belief on consoles, and then they will release PC at a later date when they are confident that the game will have its own feet underneath them. And two... There was data that many, many people who have bought Grand Theft Auto, close to 40% of them, or maybe even more than that, have bought it multiple times. So Rockstar is confident that they're not losing any sales in this. They're confident that if you have a PC, you either will go buy a new system to, to play this on it, or you will wait patiently uh, and buy it on PC. Now, their data shows that apparently, again, this is from things that I've read and seen uh this was a random Twitter thing so i apologize i can't source what i have here uh let me see if i can quickly get that because i know i'm just kind of naming off things with the source of trust me bro so that's kind of rude let me see rockstar sales data people rebind let's see if that comes up Um, ba, 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 ba. doesn't look like I have what I saw quickly at hand. It's just that it is insanely popular, of course. But I apologize. I, I don't have that ready. And I should have had it. So forgive me for that. But if you even think about the just Grand Theft Auto being that popular, there are people probably buy, rebuying it one from buying the system buying the game, maybe selling it somewhere or losing it and then buying it again. And then people buying it on multiple platforms. So their internal data probably just tells them that they can release this with all confidence, meaning they will lose probably no sales from this and will probably only gain them in people buying them multiple places. I I know personally some friends that will probably buy it the day of release and then when it comes on PC, they'll just buy it again so they can have it on their pretty PC and be able to play it again. Grand Theft Auto is one of those games that it can demand things of you and it's kind of okay and accepted by people in in the space i know some people were upset and and all these things but i think everyone is still gonna buy the game it's it's grand theft auto you know uh, we're of course seeing a rock star that's gonna be incredibly confident with this release coming off of grand theft auto being one of the best selling if not the best selling game ever made right so it's it's an interesting thing to see here, right? Because they can kind of dictate the terms. I'll be curious to see if this is a $70 game. Uh, my prediction is it will not be $70. I don't think there's any realm that Rockstar doesn't think they can get away with at, at the very minimum an $80 game. And at the max, a $100 game. I, I really don't think that is out of the realm of possibility, but I do think... Rockstar will probably sit at the 70 to 80 range, but I just find it hard to believe that they won't squeak out and say it's 80 bucks, but we'll have to see. Uh, again, this is something that they will dictate and people will buy it, if it, even if it's 100 bucks. I think that would be a little bit of a turnoff just because the, the way you could say this game is $100 is just is, is terrifying to people. Me, I don't care. I'll buy it. But to to... The PR wise, it's just not a great number to hear that. Oh, the game is a hundred bucks versus versus hearing it's just eighty. It feel it feels like a lower, much lower number than only it just being twenty dollars away. Of course, I uh, I hope everyone there saw the trailer. I did. Uh, I don't have much to say about the trailer itself. It looked great. Um, it, it looks it looks awesome. Um, 
it's funny that the moment the trailer starts, I immediately felt like it was Grand Theft Auto. Of course, the thing told me it's Grand Theft Auto and these things and all and all the nature, but seeing Grand Theft Auto Six and 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 seeing that world it just felt so Grand Theft Auto. And then there's little things in the trailer that you'll be be able to pick up from other memes because, of course, it's in uh, their version of Florida, which it's not called Florida, but it is. And then we're going to Vice City. I imagine we'll be in. Maybe uh, not probably just Vice City. I imagine there'll be other things we can go to. Uh, I heard the map is huge. There was something else I wanted. To... Oh, of course, of course the uh, the trailer had to be released early, which I don't think that affected the game really at all. But or sorry, the trailer numbers. The the trailer is. Let's get an update on where the trailer is sitting actually in terms of views because this is like one of the biggest like releases of a of a thing ever. <laughs> uh. It's probably up there, so let's see here. Uh, it's currently sitting Grand Theft Auto 6 Trailer 1 is what it's called. It is sitting at 121 million views. That is really, really something. Uh, in about, uh, I think it came out on the 4th? It came out on Monday, actually. Yeah, so it came out, it, well, it came out on Monday, but, in, but the leaked, so I believe it was Sunday when it came out. I feel like that's right. Maybe it was Tuesday and it was funny. Not important. But it went live early. It was leaked by by who knows who. Assumably, people or uh, a lot of people assume that since it was uploaded early to YouTube, maybe someone in, in the background of YouTube was able to skim it and upload it themselves. When they did upload it, it had a giant buy Bitcoin sticker on the front of it, the entire trailer. Uh, so when I saw it, I was like, I'm not watching it this way. So I just didn't, but some, you know, some crypto guy, they, they were actually nuked from Twitter relatively quickly, which I was kind of shocked by. I was like, oh, I, I didn't think that would really matter, but it did. It did. I didn't think they would really get banned that quickly, but it was like within like an hour or something like that. I feel like I noticed the both the trailer and the account were gone. But there it is. They had to release it early. That is another reason that uh, we didn't talk about the start of the little cutout for the show, but. I think I talked about all I needed to talk about. I enjoyed the trailer, but nothing crazy about it. Um, did I expect 2025? Probably not. I, I, I kind of would have thought holiday of next year uh, for Black Friday and these things. But hey, 2025, we'll see. We'll see it when it comes. Very excited. Let's talk about a little bit about uh, Phil Spencer and Xbox. This is a write-up, so get excited. I actually have something to read from now. Oh, we talk about Phil Spencer a lot on this show. As he is talkative and pretty well many trained, it's always f a fun exercise to extrude his comments and see what we can determine from them. We have two stories to bring up uh, on this show where Xbox may be headed for in the next one to two decades. Let's start with him speaking in an interview in Sao Paulo during a CCXP Comics and Entertainment Convention. But I found all of this via Bloomberg. This th discussion of Microsoft entering the mobile space with the Activision Blizzard purchase came up. Nolo Phil did not give specifics to give. Uh, did not have specifics to give. He gave some info uh, that they are talking with partners about pricing a public and a couple of quotes. Quote, it's an important part of our strategy and something we're actively working on today, not only alone, but talking to other partners who also like to see more choice on how they can monetize on their phone. I don't think this is multiple years away. I think this is sooner than that, end quote. So a little background on that. Uh, of course, with the Activision Blizzard purchase, they are going to expand into the me uh, media space, Jesus, the, the, the phone space and the phone marketplace and try to evolve their pretty much non-existent Microsoft standing mobile arena space, whatever you want to call it to zero to as far as their eyes can see, I imagine and try to really get into the space. Now they are really, really late to this. I'm curious. Uh, I'm not, I guess I'm not curious. The, the only reason they're entering this place is probably the purchase with Blizzard Activision. I can't imagine they were really going to enter this without them. This gives them a footing to stand on, of course, with things like candy crush and some other things, but, with this entry, we might see a more mobile focusing Xbox slash Microsoft. Maybe it will be a whole new wing or it will just be an Xbox on a phone platform similar to like a Game Pass. And they can kind of work a 
which they, I believe, already can. You can already kind of access Game Pass on a phone. You just have to do it through a browser, I believe. But maybe there'll be something of a storefront made somehow that will be able to be penetrated onto an iPhone or, or an Android. Android is the easy one. iPhone is, of course, where they want to be. So we'll have to see. And, of course, they could just throw a bunch of the mobile games that they want onto the App Store. And, of course, they're inheriting a mobile heritage already with Candy Crush and many other mobile games under the wing that they're buying from Activision Blizzard. All right. Now, this is going to be uh, something that was very interesting that we're going to talk about from two sources that are contradicting themselves that I found very interesting. Very interesting, even. So we have a CFO, Tim Stewart, and this is coming from VGC from a uh, from believe it or not, a Wells Fargo summit. Now, I found this uh, via Tom Ivan on VGC, and of course, a bunch of people wrote about this at the time. We're going to be talking about this from one point of view. We're going to be switching from a from an interview from a, another outlet called Windows Central, of course, uh, that will be saying the contrary to what we're about to leave. So, I think this is very interesting to piece together and figure out what the truth actually is. So reading from the article, Tim Stewart told attendees at the Wells Fargo TMT Summit that the company's ultimate go, go, geez, goal <laughs> is to bring all of its content and services, quote, to every screen that can play a game, end quote. This, quote, mission, end quote, is designed to reap higher profits for Microsoft's gaming division that has traditionally been the case with its that has traditionally been the case with its relatively low margin console business, the XXFs. And it was one of the motivating factors behind the company's $69 billion acquisition of Call of Duty creator Activision Blizzard, which it, of course, completed last month. Quote, for us, when we think about the business, gaming as it relates to Microsoft and with Activision, operating leverage and margin expansion is definitely a piece of the puzzle. At the highest levels, you can go from what was a lower margin third party entity that we sold on our store to a high margin first party business. So when you think about the Xbox component of Call of Duty, you go from that low margin business to a high margin business. Then what you do then what you do is you also expand and say we're now driving high margin sales on PlayStation on Nintendo. End quote. Prior to his purchase of Activision Blizzard, Microsoft agreed 10-year deals to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo platforms and to keep it on PlayStation. So the acquisition be approved. Of course, that's just a reminder. Quote. And that's really, lastly, where we're going into the business is that expansion of operating leverage, where we think about placing our bets, first party subscriptions, advertising, those are all high margin businesses that we we'll want to expand into. And what you'll hear from us more and more is a bit of a change of strategy. And again, not announcing anything broadly here, but our mission is to bring our first party experiences, our subscription service to every screen that can play a game. That means smart TVs, and that means mobile devices. That means what would we thought of as competitors in the past, like PlayStation and Nintendo. We're going to GeoForce now, their gaming service, but when we think about taking our business to these endpoints, again, it's that high margin business to new gamers. That's really Activision allows us to do in much in in a much, I don't want to say easier, but a much more, I'll say fast way to get there, Versus trying to build on our own. End quote. This is, of course, everything said from Tim Stewart, the CFO at Microsoft. Or Xbox, sorry. Technically Xbox, not Microsoft. It's a completely different thing. Wow. So where do we go from there? So that is him saying what everyone theorized. What I've theorized long, long time by now. And when people thought, oh, it's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. We'll be talking about something, again, that's contrary to all this in a little bit, but I think we need to take this right now at face value, saying that this is the guy, Tim Stewart, the CFO. This is this is working day-to-day -day with Phil about the inner workings of Xbox and their global interests and how they're going to uh, move the market in specific ways. This is him giving you the plan. This is the plan. He has no reason to lie to these people at a Wells Fargo Summit. He... I don't imagine why he would give the plan uh, and have this kind of blow up in the face and something we're about to cover in a second, but no no reason to get into that right now. I want to take this at face value, then we'll, we'll, then we'll enter in a thing. 
having Tim Stewart say all this is pretty much kind of concrete now, right? We are sitting here always theorizing, is Game Pass coming to PlayStation? Will it ever come to Switch, right? It's kind of been something that either you agree with wholeheartedly or you disagree wholeheartedly with, right? There isn't really a middle stand in the games industry right now. Uh, and I've really been on the opposite end of the spectrum here with I'm back. Sorry for the cut. Puppy had to go out. Uh, my dog did use the restroom, so I'm back, though. Uh, we were discussing some Phil Spencer, uh, Tim Stewart discussions. So Tim Stewart was talking about. Uh, yes, yes. Sorry. Let me get back into the headspace here. The Tim Stewart. Game Pass pretty much leaving Xbox to try and go everywhere again. It just makes sense from a get as many people on the subscription plan as possible, which I imagine is what you want with a subscription plan because you will always be locked to how many systems you can sell regardless of how good the subscription is. If it's stagnant somewhere, uh, it can only grow so much. And he has gone on record saying that Game Pass numbers have pretty much stagnated. Uh, sorry, not him, Tim Stewart, but uh, Phil Spencer has. Let me open this. There we go. So, sorry, I'm thirsty. Um, let me take a quick sip. Oh, I don't know if you guys have, uh, care about Mountain Dew at all, but that's like the Mountain Dew game feel my buddy bought me for me. It's so good. Hasn't been back since like 2008 or something like that. Not important. I'm just rambling. Um, Tim Stewart discussing all these things. We're now living in a reality where this is becoming more and more real. Them trying to get subscription numbers up, meaning they have to branch out. Uh, consoles again will only go so high, right? You once you you eventually hit a wall. There's only going to be a certain number of people who care about getting it. There'll always be a certain amount of people who just don't want it, and there'll always be a certain amount of people who won't get it because they don't own the system, right? So of course you move to PC and have Game Pass on PC be a thing. Well, that is kind of the same issue, right? PC, although has a huge player base, kind of finicky, hard to wiggle down. Everyone has Steam. A lot of people care about Game Pass on PC, but I imagine it's not giving them the bulk of their subscription numbers. Although, I need to look up the numbers and see um, if we even have a breakdown, which we probably don't. But maybe we can expound on certain numbers to figure out how many people are on PC, how many people are on console Game Pass. But aside from that, the, the PC market, although... It, there's mighty more, uh, I guess, um, competition on a PC to for your attention, right? Many people just like buying games on Steam, and that's what they do. They don't do anything else. Some people like Battle.net because that's all they do. They play a couple games on Battle.net and these things. So PC is a much more finicky market, I imagine. So what's left, right? You, you branch out into other things, like they said with GeForce Now, and things where you might have already seen a competitor. And, of course, they said... Uh, smart TVs, which makes sense, of course, just having an app uh, play a game, be able to stream it. I don't know how they would do that because I don't think any TVs have the strong enough Wi-Fi for something like that to be able to send a signal back and forth. Maybe there is, and I just don't know it, but I feel like that'll be difficult, but we'll have to see maybe, uh, maybe uh, and again, it's already live on, I believe, a certain number of Samsung TVs. It's just I don't know how good it is. Hitting all these numbers, hitting everywhere all at once only makes sense for subscription numbers to do, in my opinion. And this is something that we finally hit. And again, I'm not going to pretend like this is original thought for me. Although I always thought that it would move on. I was put in, but that my, that thought was put in my head from uh, one uh, Colin Moriarty from Sacred Symbols. That is something that uh, he expounded upon once and I have just kind of grabbed and ran with because it does really make sense when you think about it. it. Why would you make a subscription service that can only live in so many places. Now we're leaving this and going to a window central interview with Phil Spencer and Jez Corden. This is, I believe at the yeah CCXP is the same place as prior and discussing on if Xbox game pass will come to anything else. And I find a lot of things interesting here and we're going to piece out these things. One, we're going to piece out this conversation, of course, and then we're going to be pissing out, things we heard from other people and uh, the kind of the reaction to this piece, right? So this is Jez Gordon, Windows Central. Please go give them a click. It's a, gr a great little interview, although um, there's a couple things I'll critique it a little later. 
let's see here. Let's start with uh, the meat. So I asked Phil Spencer about Xbox CFO Tim Stewart's recent comments regarding Xbox Game Pass. Stewart in a presentation with any pretty much revamps you about what happened at the Wells Fargo Convention. Okay, so he asked the questions. I'll start by saying we have... Apologies. Quote. I'll start by saying we have no plans to bring Game Pass to PlayStation or Nintendo. It's not in our plans. But I think you hit on the right point of what it means to own an Xbox. The thing I want to be focused on is how do we continue to innovate for people who've made the commitment to our hardware platform? And how do we continue to make sure they feel great about their investment and what we've built? I'm obviously going to have my own point of view on our hardware, but I think our hardware teams did a great job with the Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S this generation, giving value and performance in the hardware line. When I think about investments in things like Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Cloud Gaming, Crossplay and Cross Save and ID at Xbox, all these things, I want us to continue to innovate so people on our console feel like we're making investments in console that matches their commitment they're making to us. Game Pass is one of those things you know that over the last five years we built and we continue to grow. It's on PC, it's on cloud, and it's an important part of the Xbox console identity. And I think it will continue to be that. And we will continue to look at future ways for us to innovate across our game portfolio and our platform. Now, we're going to stop there because that's pertinent to what we're discussing and then I'll expound in a little bit. Okay, so you sit Phil down and you ask him about the comments from tim stewart all he says is i'll start by saying we have no plans to bring game pass to playstation or nintendo it's not in our plans what does that mean if we really boil down what he is saying here it is not in our plans that's kind of a nebulous very not straight to the point where it's not in our plans what what are what defines a plan right do you have it written down somewhere do you mean that it has to have a date for it to be in the plans in quotes there's many things where i don't think this is a a default 100 percent clear yes no answer i think this is meant to be vague why because he needs you to keep buying the damn console why would he tell you no yeah we're gonna bring game pass everywhere uh stop buying xboxes uh, because eventually Game Pass will be on PlayStation and Switch and you won't have to worry about buying an Xbox, right? That's why he expounds on making sure the commitment feels right because that would be pretty bad to feel like having an Xbox, right? I, I'm one of those people who love the Xbox platform. But if I learned that everything was leaving and they eventually might hint at not making them anymore, well, then that means I'm abandoning the platform and have to go somewhere else, right? They don't want that, so they're going to make sure, like, hey, it's not good. There's no plans. Again, what does plans mean in this specific scenario? What does it mean to have a plan? Uh, does it have to have a date? Does that mean people have agreed to do it? Like, it's just way too nebulous. I saw a lot of people retweeting this. Uh, uh, the people that you expect to just kind of take things at face value from people who are media trained to answer questions like this. I'll, I'll say that again media train to answer questions like this to ensure that they get either an answer that you think you want them to hear or no answer but they've expounded and it feels like they've answered the question technically to me this is still unanswered he's still saying right now there's no plans but again what what do you mean there's no plans do you mean that there's no dates do you mean at no point ever was that the plan do you mean that this never existed of course we go back to the xbox league you know the emails that came out from discovery uh under the um little giant uh magnifying glass that we had on xbox at the time he said under oath that playstation was the one reason game pass isn't on X uh playstation right so we already know that's supposed to be on there, right? So this isn't true. Am I crazy here? Am I the only one uh, seeing this? I could be wrong, of course, or maybe I'm misremembering. But if I'm remembering correctly, actually, you know what? We have the power of the Internet on our side. Phil Spencer. Only reason Game Pass is not on PlayStation is sony and of course we're only gonna get like the thing 
Yeah, it's all about. Ah, uh, this is hard. Uh, here's a push square. Maybe they expound on it. Xbox Series has have able to. Okay, this is just a quote from Tim Stewart. I I want to say this was a dip in the in the deposition. Yeah, I I'm not gonna get anything right now. I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think I can find it. I I if you if you know or remember, let me know in the comments because I feel like this was already covered in one of the depositions or something that leaked that said that the reason it's not on it's not on PlayStation is because Sony doesn't let them on it, right? So this already kind of feels null and void. The usual people retweeted this and said like, "Look, I told people that it's not. A, this is not proof to me." I need that man to say, no, we are not, nor will we ever in the short term or something have a plan to ship Game Pass on something for me to really be like, oh, I believe him. And again, why would he tell us the truth? He's under oath in previous statements and in emails that he thought we would never read that the plan was getting in on everything. Right. Let's remember that emails that were never meant to be read by other people tell a different story. So I don't know. I, I find it hard to believe this. And I honestly am shocked that people are so quick to jump on this. We, we Why don't we question these authority figures more? I love Xbox. I am an Xbox fan. I just tweeted about my 300,000 gamer score the other day. Right. So I don't want anyone coming to me that I'm not one, you know, a fan of the platform. But why are we so eager to take it at face value? I find it interesting that some of the high profile people in our industry don't question anyone. And I'm not talking about Jess Gordon here. He's just doing his job. I do think Jess... I'm not going to say what I was going to say. He's he, he's good at his job. All right. He further expounds upon um, innovation in these things. I'm actually not going to read everything here because I think it's actually an incredibly good article. I want to ensure people go click on this. So make sure you go give Windows Central um, a click. I'm actually going to be... Uh, doing something here. Um, let's move on. Uh, okay, I lied. There is a third. Although many don't care about it, it's something I love, and he's and he's, he's incredibly briefly about, and it's Xbox achievements. Quote: There's a hardware map. There's a service map. Maybe there's even a roadmap for improvements to Xbox achievements, which I know is something that you and many others care about. This is, of course, in the thing that we just discussed. That's something I just pulled from. And look, achievements is something that needed something changed to it. Hmm. To, uh, 10 years ago right when xbox one launched right we needed a, something a, like a couple things changed to elevate it to feeling like the sensation of getting a platinum in playstation right we still do not have that right we don't have a thing that says you have all the achievements here's a badge or something right they always talked about that badge service i want to say back in like 2015 or 16 some random hardware dude i remember reading about it said like they wanted a badge system because they didn't like that someone who put like a thousand hours in halo had nothing to show for it but someone who played a bunch of other games did so they would have like this badge system that could show you things things and all that but the xbox achievement system needs i don't i wouldn't say revamp just added content it doesn't need you don't need to change the absolute nature of achievements but though the way you're rewarded just needs to be tweaked just a little bit so it's a bit more prestigious no one really cares right i don't think anyone really cares about my gamer score and i never really feel like they do but i do feel like people care about how many platinums you do right so we gotta take that how do we how do you evolve that onto the xbox platform and make people either care about gamer score or care about your badges or your thing in this one game or something like that, right? Maybe you can pin an achievement on your profile, which you could technically on Xbox, but not really. So, like, maybe you can pin it to your profile and it's like a little badge there that tells you, like, I unlocked this really hard achievement. That took me a while. And only 0.5% of people have it. So, you know, let's get a little more creative, right? Just a little more. 
Discovery shows leaving PlayStation Store. That's why it's out on the next thing. Some PlayStation units recently received an email from, so um, from Sony that some shows from the Discovery Network uh, I said some shows here. I'm sorry. All these shows from the Discovery Network will no longer be available to view and you will lose access to the show on December 31st, 2023. But let's read the full statement. Quote, as of December 31st, 2023, due to our content licensing agreement with content providers, we will no longer be able to watch any of your previously purchased Discovery content and the content will be removed from your video library. We sincerely thank you for your continued support, end quote. The full list is provided for on the PlayStation website. Of course, the PlayStation blog um, post, I believe, has one too. But this means some thousand plus, I want to say it's like 1,400 or something like that, thousand plus seasons of shows will no longer be able to be seen from owners who bought them. And there will be nothing given in exchange for the inconvenience or loss. Wow. You want to talk about like literally the worst way you can handle this, right? You handle it by doing absolutely nothing for people who have bought these things. Now, I'm sure. Um, let me. Ooh, let me hit you at the legs before you come after me, right? Let me let me let me do like a little chop to the leg and like a little sweep. To get you off the floor. Like, I know immediately people go like, I'm sure they have data showing that not many people uh, uh, own these things or 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 have any of this. Like, I'm sure they don't. Uh, they have data showing like people who own these seasons aren't active on PlayStation anymore. And if they do, they don't they're not active enough uh, or that they haven't been viewed in X point this amount of time to, to this and, and, that, and that and and justification, 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 right? This is a billion, I'll say that again, billion dollar company, right? I think the least they can do is give you credit for some of the purchases that you are losing on the platform. I don't know what else that could be a justification here, right? We'll match the credit for each thing that you lost, right? Because either one or the other is true and there is no other reality right so one of these things are true here one there are so few people that either own this own the shows are active on the platform anymore xyz right there's only so many people that that have this and we literally don't care because it's like point point nine percent of people who are active enough to justify giving them a refund right so then there's no reason to at least not get free press of doing a good thing and saying we'll cover the credit, right? So so that can't be true then because that would make zero sense on just saying like we'll give you the credit for the purchase at that time. If you can't retrieve the receipt information, then then each license you'll get a dollar currency, $10 currency, something right so that can't be true if that's the scenario that we're kind of pontificating in our minds here right so either that scenario is not true right and there's not that that many people maybe it's a lot of people maybe it's too many people and they're like look we're not refunding these guys because that's way too much money right and maybe a lot of discovery fans are on playstation i find this is the least likely to do it but if it is a lot of people, that's even more of a reason to try and do something, right? So maybe you're like, hey, we're not, we can't refund all of the money, but we'll refund you the cut that we get. So for instance, if it's a $20 season, let's say they made that 30% like they do in a PlayStation game, then they give you that 30%. Hey, look, this is our cut. We can't give you everything. This is it's way, that would be way too much money. It wouldn't make any sense. So here's 30% of that money that you would have gotten from that receipt that we have from you in the license. Or we make a website interface that you go to, you check your account, you click a button, it goes through your licenses. It says we found five discovery things. At that time, you paid 10 bucks a price. Here's 30% of the, of the five $10 things. Boom, here's some credit on your account and you can go spend it. Is this like that hard? I mean, I really don't get it, right? Like, why, why is it so easy for these billion dollar companies, right? To just say, look, uh, we got your money. 
Um, we enjoyed your money. Discovery enjoyed your money too. Uh, you don't have that thing anymore you bought because you never buy it technically because of our terms of service. You're only owning the license to take it for a while, but at any point we can take that back. So we're doing that though. We're going to, we're going to say like discovery is leaving. We're not renewing it. We're actually not even going to try and do anything for you. So, uh, you lost all your stuff. Sorry. Uh, you know, that this is like not cool, right? I don't can, can anyone like justify this? Is it harder than what I'm saying? And again, I'm always the guy that maybe I'm wrong with all this. I could be way off base. Maybe I am. I don't feel like I am, but maybe I am. And it's way harder or it's way more financially uh, taxing to do or these things. But I, I just want. I, I just I don't know. It, it just feels weird, right? Like we're just okay with this. And and I saw a couple people be upset and a lot of people were like, well, this is why you buy physical. And yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, this is, this kind of reminds me of, you know, in a lot of history things is like, you know, I didn't say anything. It's, it's the, you know, the, the his, history thing. I forget, where, where was it? Was it World War two? I don't remember, but it was pretty much like I didn't say anything when they went after like the baker or something. And, and, and you know, it goes on until it's like, and so no one, so no one said anything for me when they came for me or something. But, but like, it, it kind of feels that way, right? Like, it feels like this is like a, you know, I didn't say anything when they took away Discovery shows because I didn't care. I didn't take anything because this one game wasn't, you know, relevant enough to stay on the store and they had to take it away for XYZ reason because of some contract, right? And I know it doesn't work that way, but it's just doesn't sit well with me that this can just kind of happen maybe and i'm sure there's there's at least someone out there there's one person out there at least that spent 200 bucks probably on these shows and they're just gone and he can't do any or she can't do anything about it they're never gonna get anything back maybe they'll log in one day and notice it's gone and be like what happened and and call support and nothing happens it just, I don't know, that doesn't sit right with me. It kind of hurts my feelings for them. Even though it is one person, like, that's still a person. Like, shouldn't we at least do a little bit of something? I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. Via the Dragon Age Day blog post. <laughs> Dragon Age Dreadwolf received a trailer teasing, not even a trailer, it was like, a, I guess it was a trailer technically, teasing some of the locations of the Dragon World Thetis. They showcased Antiva, Anderfels, and Ravain. Read more about other things uh, that they're doing in their blog post. Also says to expect the game in summer 2024. If you're a big Dragon Age fan, uh, I actually do recommend reading this blog post. There's some cool things. There was a very adorable um, Morgan romance bundle that those that they sell in store that gives you a letter from her and these things. And I was like, am I really about to spend 60 bucks on this thing? Probably I am. Probably will, but it's adorable. Um... And there's other things, of course, that that they do for the to like celebrate the day. Go enjoy the uh, enjoy the blog post. Uh, I just want to see the game at this point. I ju I just want to see the game. We saw the leaks. I had a rant on the show about it. It doesn't look like Dragon Age. Doesn't look like people know who, what anything about Dragon Age made that game. I'm praying that it's not the game. We will see. But I, at this point, I just like I just want to see the game. Just show me what it looks like, so I can either be excited, or I could be incredibly disappointed. and We can move on, right? Uh, I'll always love Dragon Age Origins. I'll always like Dragon Age Two, and I'll always love Dragon Age Inquisition and all the DLCs and all these things to attach to it. So that so them releasing something won't destroy anything of that. But I just want this to be done, so I can see what it looks like, so I can either be excited or I'd be disappointed. Moving on. Um, I wanted to quickly talk about this. Remnant 1 and 2 were added to Game Pass very silently. I'm wondering if this is going to be more common with games trying to sell more copies. Uh, because it was silent. It was just like, hey, today Remnant 1 and 2 is on Game Pass. And people were like, oh, that's cool. And I was thinking like, hmm, did you not want to announce it early to make sure you sold literally as many copies as you possibly could? And then like day of, you're like, all right, well, we'll like maybe it's an experiment or something. but. I saw it and it just made me think like, hmm, maybe that's why. Because it was just kind of random, right? It just kind of like showed up. It was like, yeah, it's available. And I was like, 
No, yeah, that feels like there's more to that. Maybe it's a little little experiment that are like, hey, let's see what happens if we only announce it the day of. Let's see if like we let them get enough sales, then we announce a day of, then maybe they see a tiny spike like during Game Pass Day or something. I don't know how that works, but according to their data that Game Pass games still sell. I don't know how that's possible, but uh, get excited. Remnant 1 and 2 is on the system. Date updates. Quan Chi is coming to Mortal Kombat 1 on December 14th for those who have bought the combat pack or a la carte on December 21st. There was a little teaser for uh, Peacekeeper in the trailer that showed him off. I always love watching the trailers because they always look so good. And again, I liked my time with Mortal Kombat 1, so I had a good time. Uh, Destiny 2 Final Shape officially delayed to June 4th. Dragon's Dogma 2 is coming March 2024. This was announced in a like little dog, Dragon's Dogma like live stream thing event that happened. Very cool. Can't wait for the game. Remnant 1. Oh, I already added, added that in date updates. We just talked about that. Uh, a Baldur's Gate 3 update uh, went live in the game. It was featuring a playable epilogue and many updates to the game, like a new difficulty, customizable difficulty, and a lot more. So get excited for that. And uh, again, this is so this is 440 p.m. The day of the, the day of the Game Awards, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a little little bit of a of a guess seeing what's going to be at Game Awards, right? I, I'm not going to show you the time because like my desk is messy, but you have to trust me that this is prior to the Game Awards. I think Boulder Skate 3 will be announced for Xbox and the date will also be announced for Xbox at the Game Awards. Right. That's not a crazy prediction. Right. That's probably happening. I think many people listening to this are like, duh. But I think the second announcement will be it's live now and it's on Game Pass. Like, I really feel like that's going to happen. Because I feel like there'll be a segment of the show that's like, you know, the Bulls Gate 3 people come out. And it's like, hey, you know, I have a, uh, I have an announcement. Uh, you know, we're nominated for a bunch of things. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. And, you know, as a tree for our, our Xbox fans. Uh, you know, we're live on game uh, or sorry, we're live on Xbox right now and we're on Game Pass right now. Like like all at once. I really feel like that's going to happen. I feel like I'm probably wrong because it just that would be probably pretty expensive thing to get on Game Pass for like three or four months, maybe six months. Who knows how long the deal would be for. But that'd be sick. That'd be sick. Of course, we end the show with a single question that I always ask you at home. And of course, I answer myself. And that's the show for the week. And we have what's queued up. This, of course, be a game, a TV show, a podcast, a movie, an episode of TV, a manga, a comic book. I mean, this is anything. What do you have queued up for the weekend? Of course, comments below, tweet at me, whatever you'd like. I have Octopath Traveler 2 queued up. I will have the Game Awards mere th- a little less than three hours away. I'm very excited for this Game Awards. I, you know, I have to admit, I always get a little giddy, a little giddy when the Game Awards come around. I, I enjoy events. I know, I know people are kind of like turned off by the events sometimes because uh, like really it's just advertising and it is it's marketing, but I, I have fun. Uh, so I, I get it. Um. I know a lot of people are upset because it's like, oh, we're trying to be the Oscars. I don't think we are because this is not like the Oscars. Like, it's only the same way that the Oscars do is this is an award show that's televised and it has like a host in these things. But I don't really feel like it's the Oscars. I watch the Oscars. This doesn't feel like it. You can vote on them yourselves and these things. And the Oscars, you don't vote on any awards. There's a committee that does it and they get paid a lot of money from the people to like nominate them for things. So like, they're like incredibly corrupt. So like, <laughs> so like I, I don't want to hear anything about that. But for this specifically, like, I don't know. I have a good time. I don't feel like this is us trying to like play like, like we're a big guy for a little while. I feel like we sh- don't feel the need to pander to anyone. We're the fucking video games, man. Like if we care, if you care about the money, we make more money than all of them almost combined. Right. If you want, if you care about the attendance rate, uh, we blow below everyone else out of the water. And in terms of fun, I mean, it looks way more fun there than it does at an Oscars. But of course, in that Oscars, you get like a bunch of like free goodie bags that are like worth like thousands of dollars. So maybe, they, you know, maybe it's different. Anyways, thank you so much. I'll be working on my destiny Two solo fall. This is the recent dungeon. 
Uh, it's been a little buggy, so I kind of feel like I should stop for a while. Maybe the bugs kind of sort themselves out or something, but it does feel a little buggy. I've died about three of my runs were ruined just from bugs. So I'm feeling like maybe I shouldn't really worry about it. But I don't know. I'll have to think about it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Cheapest Game Podcast. Of course, if you have the inclination, please like, comment, subscribe, share with a friend, do all the things that you need to do. Uh, you've made it to the end of the show, so either you're uh, crazy or you're someone that cares about the show, so please leave a comment, do that share, do the like if you'd like to support financially. Patreon.com slash only if you have the uh, money, though. Of course, struggling times for us all, me included. So only do it if you have the financial means, please. Thanks so much for listening to the show. And until very, very soon, actually, for the Game Awards, go achieve. <laughs>